You are listening to Read It, Roll It, Hole It. He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We've uh, we've got Leo Powell with us. Thank you for joining, Leo. Yeah, no worries, mate. Great, uh, great to have you on. And uh, how's uh, how's it been back on the course the last week? Brilliant. Yeah, you know, it's good to be back out on the course and getting back used to the greens and all. And yeah, you know, it's looking great. Obviously, they can't cut the roughs at the minute, but other than that, the fairways are pure. And yeah, it's brilliant to be back out there. Nice. How was your uh, How was your form the first couple of games back? First game, I actually a little bit troubled because I actually forgot my putter. Oh no! Because obviously during lockdown, I was in the sitting room with it all, and um, yeah, I forgot it. But um, I didn't shoot too bad. Getting back used to swinging a golf club in the net, you couldn't see your ball flight, and then to be back out on the course, then a bit off. But you know, it was great to be back out there, and you know, it was going to lead up to having some better rounds, and obviously it did. Happy days, mate. Good. So uh, just give us a little bit of a bio, Leo. Who are you, and where do you live, and where do you play your golf? Um, so obviously my full name's Leo Cristiano Powell. Obviously I was when I was born, you know, um, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo was at United, and Dad had a feeling that he just wanted me to call me that. Um, live in the Forest of Dean in Drybrook, and I'm 13 years old. What's your uh, What's your handicap, Leo? Currently my handicap sits at 12.1. Obviously this summer I was hoping for a big drop. But we'll have to see with the virus and all. But if I can't, then no worries. But I want to be able to strive down to try and get as low as my brother. Nice, good. Well, we'll come on to your brother shortly. But um, just tell me how the isolation period has been for you, Leah. It's been very good. You know, um, I've had a lot of help with Dr. Golf Global, which a lot of people who listen to the podcast will know about. Um, you know, he's just been keeping me in good shape. You know, so I haven't slacked in my mobility and, you know, every morning would do it. Um, practicing the LPH putting plan, doing that most days, you know, having the Zoom calls with you and Tim, having the guests which I would never believe that I would be able to talk to. You know, I learned so much from all of them guests that, you know, it was almost golf changing because listen to Nick Doherty and Peter Arnott in um, the strokes game guy, you know, it was incredible. You know, hitting the net into the thing, keeping up with the swing. I know a lot of people wouldn't have been able to have the facilities for that. You know, I was quite lucky to be able to have that in my back garden. So yeah, that was that's how I've been coping with it. Of the uh, of the guests we've had on the junior Zoom calls over the last eight weeks, who has been your favourite guest, and what have you learned from that individual? Have to be Nick Doherty. The guy, he's, was, he was pro. He's played alongside Tiger Woods. He had one of the best swings in England. And I just learned so much from my attitude to golf. You know, hitting a bad shot, it's not the end of the world. Because thinking about that bad shot, it's going to lead up to another bad shot. And, you know, just listen to him in how he coped with playing with Tiger. And you mentioned visualization earlier. So the randomizer app, and you, you've been working on your visualization. That's um, Not, how's that been? I've been working on my visualization with long game, and especially putting. You know, I just had on the course. I've been using it, and I've just always been hit, like visualizing that putt, and I've been hitting on that same line. You know, 
a lot of golfers, they walk up to the ball, they have a few practice putts, and then they guess the line. You know, they'll obviously see the slope and all, but I like to almost visualise so I have the, nice, the correct pace, correct line, and, like, have that stroke good. You know, if I have, I almost want to feel that I have two really good visualisation putts before I step up to the ball. And if I don't, then I'll hit another two because I want to be able to make sure that I'm in that correct spot to hit a putt. You don't want a three putt, obviously. And yeah, you know, you want to try and get as low as shots as you can in the round. So tell me a little bit about your team. What what impresses me knowing you, I've known you for for probably five, six years now. What you've done very well at a, at a young age is build a great team around you. So I know your mum and your dad and your sister are very supportive. Um, your brother is extremely influential to you. Yep. Um, obviously, there's myself and Tim, who are your coaches. Um, and, and new additions into this year is, is perhaps Spider Putt and Dr. Golf. Can yeah, you give 100%. us a little bit of a uh, bit more information into each of them, starting with your parents and your sister? Yeah, so it was last about two summers ago. Niall was just starting his Kirk, the end of his Kirkwood. And I, you know, like, I, I almost really wanted to start playing golf. And I asked Dad, I said, you know, can I get back into the development sessions on a Sunday? Me, Dad and Mum would go down. I would do my session, go back in the bar, you know, we'd talk about it. And it was one day where I said to him, guys, you don't mind if I stay on and hit some walls on the range and do a bit of putting practice? And they said, no, it's brilliant. That day came, I'd done it. And then done my first test day where you get moved up sessions. I actually passed and got moved up in... Um, come back home and I was like oh you know this is pretty good for me well, well done and then ever since there it's just almost built up into a Saturday dad he is he's one of the most amazing people that I've ever met you know he he's helped me so much you know to this day if it weren't for dad and mum and Liv I wouldn't be here where I am and Niall because they just they're like the most amazing people I've ever met for them to be spending their time by looking after me and taking me down to the golf club, you know, I am 100% thankful for that. Liv, she may not know much about golf, but she is, a lot of people fall out with their siblings, you know. But Liv, she's, I, I literally couldn't ask for a better sister. And the Brilliant. family that I've got, I'm so lucky. You know, my nan, I love her to bits. You know, I always look after her by walking her dog. She had a hip replacement. And I think the family is the most important thing. And if it weren't for them, then I wouldn't be here today talking about my golf. So, yeah, I try, I will. I want to thank them for all they've done. Niall. I could say a lot about Niall. We, have got, such, we, have, we have got such a good relationship. You know, so so tell the listeners about Niall and, and what, what, his, what he's doing at the yeah. moment. So, Niall is in an American college. He's in New Mexico State at the minute in his university. Two years ago, he was in Kirkwood College and he, he's been playing golf since he was... It would, it would have been this summer, he would have been starting golf. He's worked so hard. Obviously, it's a bit different for me because every morning we used to live in Upton Bishop, about a minute drive from the golf club. 
and obviously mum works in Mitchell Dean so she we she would go to the golf club and then come back past South Herefordshire to get to Mitchell Dean and he would go there half past four in the morning till seven o'clock he would get changed when the change rooms would open go to school then straight after school he would go to the golf club until about eight o'clock until it gets dark and, you know that's almost had a real effect on me because he almost makes me want to do that but I couldn't be that unfair on mum because now we're a 30 minute drive away and obviously she has to get up at five o'clock in the summer I just straight away from school get home and she takes me to the golf club but Niall you know if it weren't for Niall today I honestly don't think I'll be here with the golf thing that I've got Tim has helped me numerous he helps me all the time but Niall you know he's made me have a good mindset and you know mindset's key in golf but he's almost taught me the basics and stuff of golf. And, you know, he he almost wants me to do better than him because that's how much he cares about me. And, you know, I'm so thankful to Brother Niall. And, yeah, you know, that's I love a, all my great. family. Yeah. That's great, mate. And I think, uh, you know, Niall has definitely uh, helped you so much and, and he's very proud of um, of you and as you're very proud of him. And, yeah. and it's great to see you bounce off each other and you give each other inspiration you know he inspires you but you inspire him so yeah you know you're going to be kicking his butt in a couple of years time <laughs> yeah it won't be he knows that so he knows he's got to work extra hard so that's yeah that's cool. who do you reckon's going to get to world number one first you or him it's a good question um I've that really wasn't on the list it. was it <laughs> no no I, I think that whoever gets to the best position we all both still love each other and we all both call each other back. You know, because that's the relationship we got. I want, I want him to be the best golfer in the world. And he wants me to be the best golfer in the world. I, I hope that one day I can beat the world number one. You know, that's my dream. To win a major, to be number one in the world, you know, I would do anything to get there. But I know that now I'm maturing teenagers and I need to really work hard now because I know that I can be alone at the golf club and you know I've got to take this on to myself now obviously I'm gonna to have to still be social with the boys I'm gonna to have to start almost really practicing on my own really focusing but I still have the 18 old social on Saturday you know because the boys at the golf club you know Cam, Harry, Matty, Sam you know they help me all the time mm. you know because if it weren't for them that the best way to practice is to be with your mates doing you know, chipping practice, you know, doing best of 15. Um, and, you know, if it weren't for them, then I, would, I wouldn't still be the, the golfer I am today. So, yeah, I, I thank them. It's important, isn't it, to have those buddies to, yeah. to play with. And as dedicated as you are, Leo, you know, we, we, we make sure that we're, we're always talking about life as well. And it's important yeah. to have friends, social environments, and talk to me about Dr. Golf, obviously a new member of your team. Mm. How's Dr. Golf, it's incredible. You know, obviously I've seen so many improvements. I, I expected that, you know, I'd feel a bit better about myself, you know, a bit more mobile, mobilising, but the results are absolutely astonishing. You know, he takes his time a day, Zach, in the mornings to do 45 minutes of a pure workout um, so talk a little bit about spider, spider golf and spider putt as well. Yeah, Cedric. Um, you know, it was one phone call the one day that me and you were in the pro shop and um, 
we were talking about it and it was actually I was having trouble with the app and then we were, I was talking to her about it and then ever since we've just been like real close and you know I, I got on the thing and I was doing it and I see massive changes and I said and I messaged him and said you know this app is class in the you know obviously it, it was David Orr from the Flatstick Academy mm-hmm. he was working with him and like it's honestly the app is amazing all golfers I think should get it you know it's 18 pound is it for a year yeah and you could do six rounds of randomized almost randomizing putts and you find that putt and you hit it how has that helped you Leo with your putting practice um it's helped me practice better you know it's better than a lot of people go out there and they get three balls and they just go around the putting green for 30 minutes. You know, practice session has to mean something. That's the only way you're going to get it better is making something mean on the range. You can go out there and you can get 80 balls and you can hit the 80 balls in 30 minutes. But then you can take 20 balls out there and hit those 20 balls in 45 minutes by really doing your routine exercises that helps you without a golf club and you just like almost get into your good impact position. And that's basically the same as putting. You take one ball out and you spend one two one to two minutes of routine, aim point, if you do aim point. That's one thing I have was doing before lockdown. And yeah, it always really means something. Because I'm good 30 putts, you know, you're getting better every single time. That's but when good. you take three balls out there for half an hour, you, you're not you're not even getting any better. So, do you not find it a little bit boring by practicing, you know, only hitting thirty putts in forty five minutes on the putting green, or only hitting twenty balls in forty five minutes on the range? Um, no, because a lot a, a lot a lot of golfers will, but to get on the PGA tour, you've got to want it. You've got to be able to say to yourself, I will get there. It's not, I'm going to try and get there. It's, I will get there. And I go to bed every night thinking, one day I will be walking down the 18th pole at Augusta with a two-shot lead. But, you know, it don't bore me. 20 balls, if you, as long as you can keep on track and you keep focused, then it won't be boring. That's good. You know, so, do 20... you like, so the, do you find the process to be fun? Yeah. You're like, you like know, fall in love with the process. Yeah, you know, because obviously, twenty boards. You know, you you really feel good about yourself because you almost feel quite like almost like a really bad amateur because like, well, almost not an amateur, but like a normal golfer who's warming up for a round. You know, they go forty balls, boosh, boosh, boosh in ten minutes. Hmm. You know, um. 20 balls in 45 minutes, you think, geez, I've just gone at 20 balls in 45 minutes, you know, and that's real, really made me feel good. And you almost feel good about yourself, then, and it almost, ha- you know, and you know that you're getting better. Bashing 80 balls, you're thinking, no, I'm, I'm not getting any better, am I? But 20 balls in 45 minutes, you know, you're really working hard. So, yeah, I, I do prefer that. Brilliant. Great stuff. 
Okay, so we're going to move on to the uh, topic of putting. As you know, it's my favorite uh, subject, yep. and this is a putting podcast, so we better talk about yeah. it for a little bit. So, first thing, tell me what club do you uh, use on the green? What's the magic wand? The magic wand for me is the um, Titleist Scotty Cameron Select Newport 2. Delicious. Nice. Yeah. Um, what length? Uh, 34? Yeah. Yeah, 34 it is. Yeah. 34 yeah it's a it's a really it's it's not one of the new ones is it it's quite a a few years old yeah a few years old yeah no insert on the face is there no no yeah it's nice they've actually just brought out or they're bringing out uh, that version back out without the insert Mm. and i think it feels so nice it's it when you hit a scotty cameron well Mm. it just sounds yeah beautiful sounds delicious and i noticed over the isolation period i think the sweet spot just outside the middle towards the toe okay so yeah i've just been getting used to it in it there so. Brilliant. happy mm. days so tell me a little bit you know that your ball's on the green you've drove the first at ross 300 yards downwind on the yeah. green, 30 foot away talk me through your your routine your process when does it start for putting is it like as you're approaching the green or what what's going through your head as you walk up and then what happens when you get onto the green and to, to hole in the putt or, or so i would start thinking about the putt when i can see the green in the almost the putt um i firstly take my bag round. as i take my bag round, i look at the slope see if there's any slopes obviously on the first there's quite a big dip going up the hill so if it was a back pin i'd be looking at that um and i get my putter out mark the ball down so then um i'd sit behind the ball and I look I'd almost look at the slope and if it goes right to left um, I, would, I would then do aim point because it's a, it's a, it's a long putt a lot of breaking I want to know it's like the best estimate I can so I'll do the aim point um, I actually stick to what Brian Huggett said he stated that he only, he only used to look behind the ball where he's putting to because it would change his thing and um, I would look at I would then visualise the putt you know I have two really good I would clear my head then I'd go back behind the ball and i just think of nothing how do, you, uh, how do you do that Leo how do you clear your head I sing sing what song yeah just, just any song Okay. Like, the, the, like I can think of in that moment so it really just takes my mind off it you know I'll start singing and then I'll hum a little bit and then the last tip that I started doing is smile like just it smile and look at the top of the ball the top dimple of the ball and don't take your eye off that dimple because you can look at the swing stroke and it'll go off and then it can cause a pull or a push I just smile and think about just smiling at the top of the dimple they're just smiling and then hitting the putt and then I would try and hold the putt and yeah that is what I do before every putt now brilliant that sounds like a good uh, a good routine there that sounds great um, so, t- so tell me, let's say that you're in a big competition 
the first hole, you're on the green, and let's say you've four-putted the first green. For one reason or another, you four-putted it. You've double-bogeyed the first. You're angry, right? You are really tamping. You're, like, really mad with yourself. What do you do? What skills do you use to be, you know, to, to manage yourself to hit the next tee shot? Not being... Um, good question. I would just forget about it. I would try and forget about it as best as I can. You know, I, 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 would, I would then take my time because I know that I, I can't do anything about that putt now. That's gone. That was on the first tee. That was on the first green. Now on the second tee, you've, you've still got 17 holes of golf to play. You know, 17 holes of golf left, you're, you would be two over. You would think, all right, so I only have to get two birdies to be back to level. You don't think, oh, right, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do that now. I'm going to get, you think, you clear your head and you don't think about it. It's gone. You can't, you can't, you can't go back in time. You can't go forward in time. You've got to, you, you've got to control your mind, and then you've got to think. Right, I can't do nothing about it now. I'm walking up to the tee. Right, second tee now. Here we go. I'm going to pull out the driver. I'm hit, uh, and I'm going to hit this ball off the left-hand side tree with a little fade, fold it down the hill. And as I would go up the course, instead of thinking about it, I would sing again. You know, I just start singing up the course. You know, maybe I would have a conversation with my buddy or something whoever I'm playing with and, you know I, I wouldn't think about it and then it and then after a few shots you don't think about it then and it's gone and that's the way that I think that's the best way to deal with something a lot of players then will think about it for the next five holes and they will make bogey 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 and then they will find themselves in trouble because hmm. that's hard then because you've got quality players playing in that competition who could be two under in the first two holes so yeah you've just got you've almost got to go with the flow because you can't do anything about it so just move on and play and play your best from then on brilliant that's a great advice for the listeners there uh, Leo you know words of wisdom there thank you you mentioned uh, singing again tell me who's your favourite artist um, they're called OFB OFB yeah yeah you're right I've not heard of them no, no, no. I don't like, really know the lyrics to those songs. It's almost like you can't really understand them. So is it just, are they just shouting? No, but like, it's almost like they're street and they put all the gang signs up and all. You know, it's like gang songs. <laughs> sounds, yeah. uh, sounds a little bit different to like Robbie Williams' Angels, which is like my favourite song. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but then um, when I practice, I listen to um, Wiz Khalifa. Okay. Almost like old songs. Why Why do you like that for practicing? Um, I don't know. It almost brings back memories because it's old song and you bring back old golf memories. And yeah, I, I just like to listen to that type of stuff. And you know, when I when I'm on the court and when I'm when my mates on the range, I'm having practice session. You know, I'll put on some music and then we'll may, maybe play like a a nine ball game. You know. Who can get the best score out of five? 45 balls, and you've got a bit of low fade, medium fade, high fade, low middle, straight um, middle, middle. Middle, middle. High middle, low draw, 
medium, would draw, high draw. And you think that's like one of the best ways to practice. Love that. And so you do that with five different clubs, do you? Uh, yeah, you know, I like always change the clubs up. You know, you may go with a nine iron at first, then to a seven iron, six to a hybrid, to a driver. Good. Again, great practice. And um, my next yeah. question was to talk about practice for putting. Now we mentioned spider putt. Is there any other types of drills, your favorite drill that you do that you can share with the listeners that they can maybe try and learn from? I mean, there's a few. One person that I recommend following on Instagram, he posts every day is Phil Kenyon. You know, he's one of the greatest putting coaches in the world. He said that obviously one this one drill that I like doing is practicing from four, five and six feet. So what I would do is I would get three tees. I would go from the hole four feet, then five, then six, and around like a north, south, west, and east. That's why that is probably my favourite drill. Well, spider, but obviously it would have to be my main one. Mm-hmm. And then three feet too. A guy stated, um, "I'm not scared of death, but one thing, one thing that I'm sure scared of is them three foot putts apart." So, yeah, I think that practicing from that distance is probably key because they're the putts that will save you. Like, say you get, say you go one, two into the bunker, three out, and you've got a three-foot putt downhill, left to right. You know, you've got to practice that putt because you can get very nervous on that putt. Mm. And, you know, they're the ones that you don't want to miss. 100%. Yeah. So your advice is practice lots of uh, three, four, five, six footers. Yeah, and then Spider also putt. then a lot of long ones. You know, so lap what's your putts. favorite drill? What's your favorite drill for uh, long putting? Two tees. You know, you can put them 15, 20, 25, 30, as long as you want away, and you've got to try and get as close to that ball or even hit it in the less amount of shots as you can. So, there, so that is probably... The, um, my favourite one to do long wise and brilliant yeah so yeah good excellent and just tell me when you hit a bad putt what is your what is your miss tendency what happens does the ball miss right or left or short or long do you know what a bad putt looks like for me a bad putt is a push okay and why why does that happen do you know what do you do in your stroke so I did have a I have a I still do have a little bit of a habit that it's got a lot better, but I I had a habit of um looking at my backswing, okay, my putting stroke, and it would almost be really wobbly, because so I'd be really tense looking at the back to make sure it was that straight back and straight through, not maintaining the V, getting my hands caught in different in like bad places, and. Yeah, you know, it would, it would almost cause like a really down the inside putt. Okay. And then it would almost just push out, which wasn't good. Okay, sounds good. And what about a good putt? Like when, when you putt your best, think back to your sort of the best putts you've ever hit on the course. What yeah. what what did that feel like and what did you do well to achieve that? Smooth. Really smooth, you know. One of the best putts I've ever hit was on the 15th. It was a front pin, and I had it 85 yards in. 
So I thought I'd go for a little three-quarter smooth 58. Put a little bit of spin on it. Just past the pin, let it spin back. I actually hit that shot about 95 yards. And um, it was about 30 feet away. This putt was left to right. I was playing on my own. I was just going to have a nine holes at about six o'clock in the evening. And um, I remember walking up to this putt and I thought, I'm going to make this putt. And I, I, have a, I have a really good chance of making this. Looked at the top of the dimple, visualised the putt. And um, yeah, I actually took the flag out. And as soon as I hit it, the stroke felt amazing. And I thought, that's, that is what a good chance. And the ball was just rolling and it's gone in so smooth, middle of the cup. And it's, all you could do was clonk. And that, was, that is probably the best putt I'd ever hit. Love it. I would yeah. almost uh, recommend you to, to visualise that every single day before you go to yeah. bed. Do you know what I mean? 100%. That, that's a beautiful. The way you've described that and how it felt and how it sounded and... That's uh, that's really cool. Mm. Good stuff, Leo. Okay, so tell me, um, you know, what's your hobbies away from the the club? What 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 do you do to switch off from golf? Because we don't want you being obsessed with golf all the yeah. time. It's important to do. You obviously mentioned family and mm. and that stuff. What about hobbies and mates? What do you do? Um, so we actually every Saturday and Sunday we have a film night with the family. So you'll watch a film on Netflix at about eight o'clock. That's one of my hobbies. Other one is on the Xbox with my mates, catching up with them. See, I'll, I'll do that most nights, you know, every few or so nights, you know. I don't, I, I don't want to be addicted to it because I don't, I, I don't like being addicted to an Xbox. But yeah, you know, now and again, I'll go on mates. Um, bike riding, cycling, you know, that, that is one thing that really shuts me off. You know, do like, try and do like a 30k bike ride. Wow. Yeah. Like like a long bike bike ride to take your mind off stuff. Um, cool. Football, you know, football at the club. Um, yeah, you know, just normal thing that teenagers do with their mates. You know, go out, do whatever you can at that moment. You know, go on, go on, go in the woods and play hide and seek. You know, stuff like that. Brilliant. That's good. That sounds uh, like you've got a nice blend there of. Uh... Of life, so that's yeah. uh, and life's good. Life's good. So happy days. Yeah. Life's brilliant. So, um, you, you mentioned earlier that the dream is to become world number one and, and sort of win a major. Um, what's uh, are you, are you looking to sort of follow your brother's steps going to to university in the states? Is that a, a part yeah. of the journey you see happening? Yeah, that that is probably like the next stage of my journey at the minute is to enter the county squad. Okay. Go kind of win a county championship if I can, and then obviously when I'm 18, try and get go into a college, carry on, then get get like a degree, yeah, go into a university, and then and then just try and get on the on a tour, Brilliant. and then build my build my way up, then try and get a PGA tour card. So you you mentioned uh, you know getting your degree, so so school is still very important for you, and you're going to go to college yeah. and then university. You see that as an important um, yeah. thing to still to, to continue to do. Yeah, you know, school is probably the most important thing of your childhood. That's because that's what's going to determine your future. School, so so you've got to get the grades that you need. 
and you know that's going to be working hard for him. Year nine, you've got to really switch on. From year nine to year eleven, it's going to be head down, abstract revision. It's just going to be quite. It's going to be quite um, really focused work. Try and get the best grades you can. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're totally right. It is going to be difficult because mm. you know there's going to be times you want to go and play golf, but you've got to go and do mass yeah. homework. Um, it, again, it's finding the balance, isn't it? And uh, you know, fair play to your brother; he's done exceptionally yeah. well. Like, yeah, I'm sure he won't mind me saying he's not the most academic of of people. He's not. No. The, I'm not saying he's stupid, but he's definitely not not a grade A student, and he's had to work really hard. And he's just got his degree yeah. of dates intermediate. In, uh, yeah, but it, it was honestly quite surprising because his grades he's got he's got B's and A's. And you think he's not the most academic person. We all know that. But to get B's in age, you know, that's a big thing. How do you think he's achieved that? Um, he was... Oh, a lot of boys in his college would go out drinking. And, you know, some nights he would say no and he, and he would be up all night just doing revision. And, you know, I woke up the other morning and he was like, yeah, five o'clock would be up all night doing this. And I was like, you know, like, obviously school's important, but you've got to, but you've got to get your sleep. He was like, oh, "Yeah, okay. I know that, but you know, I've only got five days left, and I've got, I've got to graduate." And I said, "Yeah, well, to be fair, but and he did." Mm. I was watching it live on the laptop, and it came out with Niall Powell, and he graduated, which was oh, good. Oh, really? That's yeah. pretty cool. I love the fact that you're giving your brother advice on sleep as well. That's uh, that's mm. pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. brother advice. Yeah. Okay, let's go for a quick fire. You're not allowed to think about this, so you just got to the first name that pops into your head. Okay, so who is the best putter you've ever played with? Oh God, um, let me think. Uh, Niall. Okay, who's the best short game that you've played with? Bloody hell, he's hard. Uh, best short game I've played with probably Niall again. Okay, who's the best shot shaper? Harry Griffiths. Approach shots, long irons into the green. Cam Haynes. Who's the best driver of the golf ball? Niall. So you're giving advice to yourself from one year ago. What what one bit of advice would you give to Leo Powell 12 months ago? Um, be good mates with everyone at the club. Play with older people because they give you support. You know, you you learn a lot from older people, and you know they're the ones almost have a really good like thing to learn about mindset because they almost like um, they know that you've got to you've got to just forget and you've got to think good, work hard. Nothing comes easy worth having. That's a, um, a statement that I heard the one time, and that is a good statement. Nothing worth good is, you know, and um, yeah, you know, you you go through tough times in golf, but you got to. It's about how well you pick yourself up from it. Absolutely. And what uh, one bit of advice can you give to Leo Powell in ten years' time? So, twenty-three-year-old Leo Powell. Yeah. What one bit of advice would you give him now? Um, work on mobility, fitness. Work you know, on that. Yeah, you know, make yeah. sure you get a good technical swing. 
because you don't want to have injuries down the line from poor posture. You know, really every day make sure you do a three-point posture check. So really try and get into that normal posture and um, play as many comps as you can. Just ways to get your handicap down and that's the way you get noticed really is playing in comps. People Perfect. notice you in the England squad. You go there and people from the colleges then notice you. Just to finish up then, can you share your uh, social media platforms? Because I'm sure, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sponsors will uh, will be listening to this and wanting to to sign you up, and some colleges they'll be listening. Oh, yeah, I love to. So, what's your? Um, uh, how do they follow you? My Instagram is Leo Power Golf, and then I, it's me on it's me on the range, um, and then I've got f- five posts, and um, no three posts. Sorry. And um, yeah, I'm just working, trying to get noticed by people. And yeah, that's me. Okay, so Instagram's Leo Power Golf. And yep. sorry, what was the other one? Three posts. Good stuff. We need to get more than three posts up then, buddy. Well, I know because I delete because I signed out my my account in lockdown. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, logged me out and I lost all my stuff. Oh, I got you. All right, buddy. Well, um, yeah, Leo. Really great to uh, talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on and, um, you know, you know, advice. Um, my advice to, to you is to just keep doing what you're doing because, yeah. you know, we're all really proud of you and you're you've got your head screwed on. Keep enjoying it. Keep smiling. Yeah, thank you. Keep smiling. Keep enjoying it. Yeah, enjoying it. enjoying the process and and what yeah. will, will be. But um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cheers. Thanks, Leo. Yeah, see ya.